Blog Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Nancy Murdoch, and you are listening to episode number 14 of Slightly Askew with Nancy at Noon. Today, we're talking about how you can avoid con artists on dating sites, what to look for, warning signs that you've been targeted, and how to protect yourself to stop it from ever happening in the first place. We're also going to talk about why guys send unsolicited X-rated photos of their private parts and what to do when you receive them. Welcome. This is an intense show today with a lot of information, so let's dive right into our question. Dear Nancy, I'm a single mom with two adult daughters. I've been divorced for a long time, and I'd really like to start dating again. I had been seeing this man for a few years. We were friends in high school, and I thought for sure he was my soulmate when we met up again. I gave him so many chances, but finally had to end it because he was all about himself. He lived with me for a while, but he didn't work and never even tried to get a job. He never helped with anything around the house. He'd get up and get himself a cup of tea, but never even ask if I wanted one. He owes me a lot of money. I never loaned him money because I don't have it to loan. But when I'd buy groceries or takeout or we'd go out to a restaurant or things like that, he would always say he'll pay me back for it, but he never did. I've been on several different dating sites, but the guys have all been jerks. I had some lengthy chat conversations with one guy who seemed real promising. I really liked him. He was nice. We emailed for a month. We planned to meet around Christmas, but just before meeting him, I realized he was a con man. He said he had to travel to Africa to pick up something for his business. Then, each email after, he said he was getting worried about his shipment, that the customs were giving him more problems. Each email, there were more problems. I started getting suspicious because if he was having problems with his shipment, why would he tell me about it and not contact a business associate or his lawyer? Why me, a woman he never met? He said he wants my help. I said, you're a smart man, you'll figure it out. I live in Beverly Hills, Michigan, which has the reputation of being a very wealthy city. But I'm not wealthy, far from it. He said we are like family, and family helps family. He asked for my phone number and a good time to call, but he never called, just kept texting. I was hurt and disappointed by this con man. Since that time, three other con men have started up conversations with me on these dating sites. At least I'm getting faster at recognizing the red flags that these are con men. But I don't want red flags. I want to go on a nice date with a nice man. Another man connected with me recently and we started texting. He asked me to go on a date. He said, let's meet next Friday. But when I said, okay, where and at what time, his answer was, I don't know if I have to work. So I said, okay, let's assume you have to work. What time shall we meet? I need to know because I have responsibilities and can't just drop everything at the last minute. I need to do a little bit of advanced planning. But all he did was send me naked photos of himself. Why? I told him sex is part of a relationship, but it's not the whole thing, and certainly not before I even know you. I didn't want him sending me naked photos when I haven't even met him or ever sending them. He texted me a few days later and said he really wanted to go on a date. So I gave him a second chance and asked him to set the date and the time. He sent me more naked photos. So I blocked him. I shouldn't have to block people on my phone. How do I meet a nice man who is interested in going on a date that could possibly develop into a friendship, then maybe a relationship? It's not like I sit at home waiting for someone to knock on my door. I'm an active, friendly, social person. Signed, Rapunzel. Hi, Rapunzel. It's a sorry state of the world when women have to deal with con men and flashers on an almost daily basis. Both run rampant on dating sites. 
for both men and women seeking a true connection. One statistic says that 45% of women have received unsolicited R-rated photos from men on dating sites. It's equivalent to walking down the street and being flashed by a random dude. It's a form of sexual assault. It's a legal and hostile way for a man to lash out at a woman. A lot of men think that strutting their stuff is what makes them men, but most send explicit pics to get a reaction because they obviously have some seriously dysfunctional social and sexual issues they are clearly not dealing with. Maybe these dudes have been ignored by women in the past and this is how they get a reaction. I don't know. I'm not a shrink. I remember many years ago when I was doing spiritual mentoring, for some reason I had all male clients. Not by choice. It just happened that way. I was partly through a phone or chat session with one guy and he he said, I don't know if I want you to be my girlfriend or my coach, so I'm not going to pay you because it'd be wrong to pay my girlfriend. I was shocked at how easily confused this man was about boundaries and about relationships and getting help for his seriously messed up identity issues. It wasn't because he was cheap and didn't want to pay. He came into the session with the idea that he and I were going to have some sort of romantic relationship. I remember how much of a struggle it was to constantly try to get that guy back on track. Anyway, you aren't the only one your messed up dude is sending his naked pics to. He wants to know how many women he can shock or get a reaction from. These men text or email at least five or ten different women at once. And I'm betting they aren't just women he finds on dating sites. There's no emotional investment on his part and often no true information shared by him through one-line text messages or emails. Look back and see if he wrote anything meaningful. My guess is no. It's very impersonal to these men, and you are just an object to them. They have zero respect for themselves and none for you. These guys don't send explicit photos for the purpose of having sex with you. If they wanted sex, they would meet you for coffee, at the very least. It's a way for a man to assert his power to make a woman squirm, especially nice women, because you squirm more. They just want a reaction from you, any reaction, positive, negative, neutral. So don't give one at all. Block him, report him to the site, and be done. No second chances. Con men are a little different. They fabricate whole personalities to look like a good guy to win your trust and loyalty. I read an article recently by an ex-con man. He played in the big leagues and had had like a, a two-floor office building in Miami with over 100 employees. Some of his employees knew they were working for a fraudulent company and, and others didn't. They had no clue. This guy and his con business scammed millions of dollars from his victims. They didn't go after uneducated people or stupid people because stupid people don't have $50,000 lying around to invest in any type of venture, fraudulent or legit. They wanted doctors, lawyers, and professional people because they had money to invest. So it's not surprising your con man targeted you, educated, divorced, children out of the house, and working and living in an upscale neighborhood. The ex-con artist I read about got addicted to drugs, which is not surprising at all. Scamming people is a sickness and a form of addiction. They can't get enough. Scamming people gives them a rush, a high. This particular dude found his accomplices at rehab centers and Narcotics Anonymous meetings. Why? Well, first of all, addicts will do anything to feed their habit. Two characteristics of addicts are selfishness and greed. And they're good talkers. They talk a darn good story. Lying doesn't matter to them. They'll do anything and say anything to get what they want, which is why they fabricate whole lives and personalities. His con artist game eventually got busted big time, and he went to prison for a long time. 
He's out now and lives at home with his parents. He owes the federal government millions of dollars in restitution that he's never going to be able to pay back. I guess the amount you steal isn't automatically forgiven just because you go to prison. He has a serious case of emphysema from years of smoking and drug abuse, and he walks around with an oxygen tank. He's on the waiting list for a double lung transplant, and the dude is only 45 years old. These con men don't think of the karmic payback when they're all high on scamming others, but you can never escape karma. And you don't get to decide how it shows up in your life. There's a guy I know. He's, he's in his 30s and a recovering alcoholic. I thought he was a decent enough guy. I'd known him for a few years because he used to rent a unit in the apartment building next door to my house, and when I went for walks, he was often sitting outside smoking a cigarette. He had a good job as a roofer, but never had any money. He eventually got kicked out of his apartment for not paying rent and crashed on people's sofas or floors. He always had a good story to tell how he was going to be somebody someday. He talked of plans for his future cottage management business. I even offered to help build him a website for free and help him get referrals. I like people to succeed, especially entrepreneurs who have had a rough time in their lives, but he never took action or did anything about it. Well, last summer he came knocking at my door saying he had a really good proposition to offer me. He did the whole lead-up thing, trying to entice me by saying he didn't have time to talk about it today, but he'd be by next week. He eventually did tell me his offer. In exchange for him sleeping in my detached studio, he would paint the rest of my house, the part I personally hadn't painted yet. And he promised to work 10 hours a week doing whatever odd jobs I needed to be done around the property. I thought, okay, I'll give him a try. The first week, he worked about 7 hours, so already he started off behind. The second week, he didn't work at all because it was his weekend with the kids, and he was too busy with his 9-to-5 job. He even assumed he could bring his two young boys to stay at my house as part of this deal. That was not the deal. I don't understand why a homeless man even has weekend custody of his kids, but that's not my issue. So I had a talk with him because I knew where this was going and it was going there fast. Yep, I'll do better, he promised. Then he gave me a list of excuses why he didn't do his hours. I even offered to help him schedule the 10 hours into his week, but he got offended at that. I backed off, not wanting to tell someone how to do what he needs and promised to do. I am so tired of being mom to adult boys. I wouldn't have to be if they would just do what they say they're going to do. I don't know if you've ever painted a house, but it requires certain weather conditions. It can't rain because that creates moisture that gets into the wood and eventually works its way out by buckling the paint, which ends up peeling away in no time. Well, Canadian summers aren't that long, and it can rain for a solid week or longer, depending on Mother Nature's mood. This dude buggered off to the beach on a perfect Saturday when he could have been painting the house. This was the absolute last straw for me. I know, the beach is more fun, but a commitment is a commitment. I held up my part of the bargain. It was his turn to hold up his, but he wasn't doing it. So, I shoved all his crap into garbage bags and set them by the curb. None too gently, I might add. In total, I got about seven hours of work out of the 30 he owed me. I tried. I tried to have conversations with him, but it was a waste of time. He was a con man, just like all the rest. He just played a smaller game. He didn't care. He got what he wanted from me, then moved on to the next sucker. My point is that addicts make perfect con artists because they can tell a story like it's the truth, and nice people believe it because con artists work the heartstrings. 
They make you feel bad for them. Swindling is really acting. They play a character who looks legitimate, confident, and successful, so you will believe them. I was at a Tony Robbins event a few years ago. One of the exercises we practiced was imitating someone's body language and speech style. The purpose was to gain someone's trust for making deals in business and for helping people through coaching. When you gain someone's trust, they listen to you and feel safe being open and vulnerable. For instance, if a New Yorker who talks fast wants to do business in Texas, he is more likely to win over the Texas firm by talking slower, using the same hand gestures, wearing similar style clothing, and things like that. Whereas if the Texan wanted to do business with a New Yorker, he would have more success wearing a New York Minute type of persona. People trust you more when you are like them. That's exactly what con men do. They create stories to match your lifestyle. They often have one or two adult kids off in university. They own a prosperous business, have nice homes, expensive cars, travel to exotic lands on business trips, and have all the trappings of wealth, at least to show. They dress for success. Their cons are longer, depending on how much time it takes to win your trust. Scam artists choose their victims very carefully. They only want people who will believe in them without question. And why shouldn't you believe some guy who talks about his business, his dog, and his kids? Isn't that what divorced or widowed dads talk about to new dating prospects? Perfectly normal. Then the dog gets sick and he needs help with vet bills because the disease is rare or the cure requires lengthy treatment. Don't get me wrong, I love dogs, but this is a scam. Or it could be that his kid gets sick. Or in your case, a temporary glitch in his business and he's willing to repay you twice as much as you loaned him in the first place. Con artists seek out the needy. They look for a woman who has an unfulfilled desire that maybe she doesn't even know about. Then they dangle the fulfillment carrot in your face and make you come after it. It doesn't matter what qualities or characteristics you have as a woman. Con men sniff out what they can exploit and manipulate to their advantage. If you're a loving person, he'll use that. If you're strong and proud, he'll use that. Rapunzel, I'm glad you're getting quicker at recognizing the signs. But here's the thing. Right from the start, the con artist has the advantage. Why? Because he knows exactly what his intentions are and what he is doing, and you are clueless. He is following a script that has probably been successful for him in the past, and you have nothing to follow. All control is totally taken away from you right at the beginning. You are at a disadvantage from the get-go, so don't ever feel ashamed or embarrassed about falling into his trap. It was set to take you down with your very first response to him. They set it up so that all you can do is react to their cues. More of Nancy at Noon coming up. Stick around. Nancy will be right back. You are listening to Nancy at Noon, the radio show that's making waves on air because we care. Our mission is to provide awareness-raising talk shows that are fun and informative because we believe that knowledge, laughter, and love are key factors to improving your relationships, your health, your financial outlook, and your spiritual well-being. Our intention is to uplift, motivate, and empower you to have the best life possible. To learn more about us, please visit our website at nancyatnoon.com. And don't forget to send us your questions and comments. We may even answer them on air. In case you just tuned in, we're talking about how to avoid con artists on dating sites and what to do when jerks send you unsolicited X-rated pics of their private parts. 
Some signs to watch for. He doesn't always use proper grammar when texting or emailing, because often these con artists are from a foreign country. He will never meet you in person, always finding excuses or very legit-sounding reasons why he can't meet you in person. He showers you with lots of compliments and attention. He takes a personal interest in you right from the beginning. This is very appealing to a woman who has been bombarded with X-rated photo-sending dude who shows right from the start he's all about himself. Someone who, who wants to know about you and is interested in what you have to say is a real nice dangling carrot for a woman looking for love. A total contrast to the non-caring photo dude. The next one, he honors his commitments in the beginning to get you to drop your guard and trust him. He texts or emails when he says he will. His story is inconsistent. Pay attention to those small red flags because they could save you in the long run. How to protect yourself or avoid con men contacting you in the first place? Well, number one, my first suggestion is to learn all you can about sociopaths because sociopaths are con men and women. They don't care about love. They feel no remorse or empathy to others. On the surface, they laugh or cry, but there's no depth to their emotions. I dealt with a sociopath in the last few years who has literally caused hell in my life. She was so good at lying, and she played the victim act so well. The police believed her, and they arrested me for something I didn't do. So yeah, I did my research. It's hard for kind, caring, and compassionate people to believe someone would deliberately use others as tools to get what they want. Unfortunately, it's true. Number two, let's start with the issue of trust. We as women give it away much too freely. I think it's because for centuries we have been trying to prove ourselves and our worth to men and society. So we give all our goodies away without question. Trust is a valuable goodie. People need to earn our trust. And that doesn't or shouldn't happen over a month's worth of text messages or emails. It's not even a matter of time. It's a matter of merit. Constantly ask yourself why this man deserves your trust and how much trust you're willing to give him. When he responds to an email, great! He responded to an email or several emails. That proves nothing. He doesn't get any of my trust for that. It's simple common courtesy that everyone should possess, but everyone doesn't. He earns nothing by responding to messages, not even my phone number. But that's his first step to winning you over and earning your trust. Be wise. Be discerning. Set your boundaries. Decide what your criteria is for trusting a man on a dating site or even when you meet in person and how much trust you will give him. Number three, the third and most important way you can protect yourself against con man is to know yourself. Know your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses. Rapunzel, do some self-inquiry and examine ways you may be conning yourself. For example, when I got scammed by my ex-neighbor who wanted to trade work for a living in my studio, my gut said very clearly that this guy has a record of not following through on his commitments. He had made an arrangement with the apartment owner to do light maintenance around the apartment building in exchange for a lower rent. He didn't do it. He sat out there smoking and talking a good story to anyone who walked by. That should have been my first clue. And it was! But another part of me said, maybe he's changed. I don't have anything to lose if it doesn't work out. I did not listen to my gut. Red flags flew right from the beginning, but I didn't listen because I didn't want to go up on a ladder and paint the high parts of the house. I had tried hiring handymen to do it, but a good handyman is hard to find, and I couldn't afford a professional painter. So I took the bait because my weakness was that I wanted, no, I actually needed the rest of the house painted because the bare wood was showing on the north side and that meant replacing 150-year-old tongue-and-groove boards if I didn't do something about it immediately. 
I conned myself into believing someone was going to do something I knew he wasn't going to do because I wanted it done. So I overrode my instincts and personal guidance system, and the result was that I got scammed. So Rapunzel, figure out where you're conning yourself. Is it because you believe something is missing from your life? Love, romance, fun, excitement, interaction with a man? Do you think you will find one or all of these things when you have a partner in life? Dating is just the first step. What is it you're really looking for and longing for? When you find that out, scam artists won't be attracted to you. They can't be. That would defy law of attraction. What you put out is what you get back. With the most respect to you and your situation, you are a perfect match for these guys because you're conning yourself into believing that something you want is out there somewhere. It's not. It's inside yourself. You just need to take time to find it and fulfill it for yourself. The guy you were dating for a couple of years, the one you let live with you rent-free, obligation-free, was also a con man. He got what he wanted and left you picking up the pieces. Just like my con man, yours also played a smaller game. In one way. But in another way, I'm sure he took a big chunk out of you emotionally. It appears as though this is something that's been going on with you for a while. You may want to put a hold on your dating efforts until you fill that mystery longing inside for yourself. Otherwise, the men you meet, whether online or in person, will show up in the form of a con artist. Go do things that are fun, but don't do them with the intention of finding a man or a partner. In fact, it might be wise to reject all offers by men until you are clear on exactly what you want. You can raise your standards incrementally by doing just that, getting crystal clear on what you want. You don't have to wait until you're farther into a relationship to know if it's what you want. You can decide every step of the way. For example, if you want a man who can support himself and the next guy you meet is between jobs, bam, done, move on. Next! You don't need to wait around and get to know him while he's sending out resumes, hoping he will turn into the guy who can support himself that you would consider dating. Let's pretend you like to do creative scrapbooking as a hobby. The next guy that comes along may have a decent enough job and is able to support himself, but maybe he isn't into arts and culture. He prefers sports. Bam, bam, done, gone, move on, next! Why so quickly without giving him a chance? Because he's not going to enjoy attending the ballet or discussing great works of art with you. Sure, he may go in the beginning to please you, and you may go to sports games to please him, but it really doesn't take long before that behavior becomes a burden to both of you. And on a more personal and immediate level, he probably won't find much value in the arts and crafts that you make. He'll think scrapbooking is a waste of time, and thus begins a downward spiral where you feel devalued because the person you have grown to love and respect doesn't value an aspect of your life that is important to you. You really need to question what part of yourself you are willing to compromise for another person to be in your life. The more you like who you are and being with yourself, the less you are willing to compromise. Decide very clearly what you want. Then notice when you are on the receiving end of something different and stop it. Bam, 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 done, move on. Last week I promised I would talk about the other four chakras in this episode, but I don't have enough time to go over them thoroughly, so, so I'm going to postpone that for a different episode. I do want to mention that the fourth chakra is the heart chakra. It's the energy of love and compassion, and it's located in the center of the chest at the heart level. The color associated with it is blue. To live from the heart center is to open up to divine love, which is so much more than the love you can experience in a love relationship with a man. The heart center is the place of pure love that is unchanging and infinite. It's eternal and immortal and exists in all of us. 
when you live from the heart, you have different ambitions and intentions than someone who lives from the first and second energy centers. If you remember, the first two chakras are about survival, power, control over others, money, and sex. The fifth chakra is the center of expression. The second chakra is where creativity originates, but the fifth, the area of the throat, is where it is expressed. It's about knowing your truth and communicating who you are. It's about voicing your values and your integrity, the ones you developed in your second chakra. It's also about exploring truth and deception through your relationship with others. So it's not surprising that so many con artists are showing up in your life right now. You are in the process of getting clear on the values you've set for yourself and finding a way to express them. In other words, these con artists are giving you the opportunity to get really clear on who you are in order to stand firm in that knowing and express it to the world in whatever form you choose. When you get clear and decisive, con men and scam artists won't even touch your life. They can't. You'll pass each other by on the street and neither of you will ever know because the energy you radiate won't be a match to his. Then it will be time to start dating again because then you will be ready to meet someone who is more in alignment with your values. And I'm not just talking arts and culture versus sports. I'm talking integrity, honor, respect, compassion, truth, caring about others. A man who lives from his heart. The kind of relationship you truly want. You can keep dating, but until your energy changes, you can't expect to get different results than what you're getting now. Hard and cruel as that may seem, it's really the only way to eliminate con men from your life and attract the decent man you're looking for. That kind and caring man can't find you until your energy matches up to his. In regards to the X-rated explicit pick guys, they are so stuck in the first and second chakras. They have major lessons to learn down there. And until they figure out that shocking a woman with an inappropriate and blatant display of what they consider to be their manpower is not going to solve their anger and self-worth issues, they are just going to dig themselves deeper into the abyss. They're not your problem. Treat yourself as if you are precious, because you are. Look at guys like a smorgasbord. If you eat something one day that gives you cramps and indigestion, don't keep putting it on your plate every time you visit the restaurant of relationships. This is, this is a really crude example, but if the meat has gone bad, don't try to repair it and bring it back to a, the fresh state again. And don't wait around for fruit on the buffet table to ripen. That's not your job. Choose something nourishing right now. Your job is to nurture yourself with a relationship that will complement your best qualities. So to sum up, the best way to avoid con men on dating sites and from your everyday life is to, number one, do your research on con men and sociopaths to get a clear understanding of who they are and what methods they use. Then listen to your intuition when the red flags start flying and end it before it goes further. Number two, do some self-inquiry to find out how you're conning yourself. Be brutally honest in order to eliminate any carryover energy you might still radiate. And number three, get clear about exactly what you want in a man and in a relationship. Set your boundaries and make him earn your trust. Don't hand it over to him on a silver platter. A woman's trust is a highly valued commodity, so treat it that way. Value all that you are because you are precious. I hope that helped you understand what's going on in your dating life, Rapunzel. I know this is a lot of information to take in, but your question was too important to skim over. Too many women are encountering too much sexual harassment, aggressive behavior, and deceit in the online dating world. It needs to stop. Every one of us has the power to do something about it, online and in the world around us. 
Don't be a victim. Take your power back and stand up and speak your truth. If you know women who are being approached by con artists on dating sites or who are being sent X-rated explicit images or messages, please share this episode with them. Share it with your daughters and your friends because they might be experiencing the same harassment problems but are too embarrassed to tell you about it or even talk about it. Don't remain silent. Use your voice and your power to report all types of abuse. It's up to each and every one of us to create the kind of world we want to live in. Thanks for listening, and until next time, bam, 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 done, move on. Thanks for joining us again on Slightly Askew with Nancy at noon. We've enjoyed your company and hope it's been fun for you too. If you like what you're hearing, please share us with your friends and family because, well, they might like us too. You can find us online at nancyatnoon.com. We've got fascinating blog posts, recipes, self-help books, weight loss CDs, coaching programs, art, jewelry, and all kinds of other cool stuff. Go ahead and check us out. nancyatnoon.com. You'll be glad you did.